Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. And if you're watching this, you will notice something a little bit different. We are on video today. Um, I threw this at our guests. And again, if you're watching this, you see who our guests are. If you're just listening, I've brought back with me John and Sherry Barrett, who were on uh, last month. Uh, we're going to talk today. We're doing a marriage episode. We're going to talk today about uh, a challenge that a lot of people have gone through. We're kind of going through these episodes where I'm bringing in different people, different couples to talk about um challenges and trials that they've gone through and how they made it through, um, their, their experience with their relationship with God, with each other, that kind of thing. So last week we heard from Brett and Andrea Sackett about families of police officers, which is really interesting. Brett has been in the police. Uh, he's been in law enforcement for, I think he said 30 years. Um, so we got to hear a lot of good things like that. Uh, some things, it was really interesting to have that going though, because it was like, I, you know, I, I give you all these questions and everything, but then Brett brought some stuff up that I'm like, I never even thought of that perspective, like just things that were coming up. So this is going to happen today too. Now this week, like I said, I've got John and Sherry Barrett with me. John is the jam pack director, Stephen ministry director, uh, uh, founder, Stephen ministry right? leader. Yeah. Care, care pastor. Whatever. And, uh, yeah. of course we, Sherry, you're the one that got John into ministry. You said last time, right? Yes, I am. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were on a few episodes ago with talking about parenting teens, uh, that was a good episode talking about their boys uh, who are now teens and almost, you're almost got four teenagers. That's going to be fun. Um, so today we're talking about a topic that a lot of people have dealt with. We're going to talk about infertility. Uh, and what I'm hoping to do here is to encourage couples that are either struggling with it or have struggled with it and uh, hopefully encourage them on how to bond together more and come out of it stronger, not only when their relationship with each other, but their relationship with God as well. So um, we are here in our new venue <laughs> I know they built us this gigantic podcast it's fantastic. studio. <laughs> I no, mean, we we're, so uh, we're on the stage in the we auditorium. We could have an audience fun. here if we wanted to so live. If you want to, if you do want to watch this episode, you can go to YouTube. It'll be up on our YouTube channel, and you can see it there, um, which will be kind of fun because you'll see how uncomfortable I am right now, looking around an empty auditorium instead <laughs> of our nice little warm green room. I know. So. Talking about infertility today, uh, something that you two have uh, experienced in your life. So infertility, it affects, first of all, men and women equally. Mm -hmm. it's, it didn't seem, I looked up some different, you know, statistics and things. 25% um, of infertile couples have more than one factor that's contributing yeah. to it. And then the other one I found that uh, I thought could be really relevant is approximately 40% uh, of the couples that are dealing with infertility, the male partner is either the sole cause or the contributing cause of infertility. So now you shared with me that you uh, really want to emphasize in this episode that just because your story ended the way it did, that's not going to be the case for everybody. So we are talking to people that are dealing with it in all different kinds of ways, but we're going to specifically use your experience to hopefully encourage people that yeah. um, are dealing with it or have dealt with it. So let's just start here. What's your story? What's your experience with infertility? And remember, you don't have to wait for me to look at you or tell you to talk. You can, <laughs> you can just jump in. So yeah, go for it. it. What's your story? What's your experience with this? Well, for, for us, from my perspective of it, um, we got married at 25, and I wanted to have kids right away. I, like, knew I wanted to be a mom. So February we got married. November we start trying for kids, and it took us five years before we had a baby. And it was a very long, challenging five years where there were definitely times where we both were going to step out of the marriage because of frustrations and heartaches. So it, it was hard, but... Glad that we're where we are today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was probably the most difficult thing I've ever been through in my life, to be honest with you. And you know, we've life brings you lots of ups and downs and lots of challenges. But 
you know, God really put it on our hearts, Sherry and my heart when we were married that, you know, I'm, I'm putting you two together to have a family, mm-hmm. you know, not only to, um, you know, get to know me better, but to, you know, produce children and to uh, have a loving family. And it's just, that's really what we crave. That's really what we felt he wanted for us when we got married. And to Sherry's point, it took five years to have Joey. And during those five years, there was uh, a lot of testing of our faith, a lot of testing of our relationship, a lot of testing of our character as individuals. And um, it was, it was very, very challenging. Now, God blessed us in, in all of it and God worked in all of it. And I really believe God transformed us in that moment to become the people we are now and to lead us to where we are now. Um, you know, as far as our relationship with him, as far as us conveying his love to others, I would not be in ministry had I not gone through this struggle. Came out stronger. Came out stronger. Yeah. So it was a very, very um, important thing. Yeah. You know, and so God definitely has a plan. God definitely is sovereign, and God definitely works all things for our good when we are in faith with him and and trust him. Now, let me ask you this, because this is, um, it's not a secret that men and women are very different. Um, But in the ways that you individually were taking this, John, you shared a little bit of this, I think, when we talked about depression and anxiety. You had shared this um, because that's where I decided we were going to do this episode. Uh, but you had shared that it really, it was, it really took you took it hard. It hit you hard because you you were feeling. I think you said you were feeling. Maybe I'm going to mess up the words, but less less of a man or I was um, yeah. like just something like that. So that's obviously taking it that way. There's going to be a, a whole different story with the way that the mom yeah. is going to take yeah. it. Right. So let's talk about that individually. What were the the similarities and how you were taking it individually? And then also um, what were the, you know, the things that you were feeling that he wasn't or vice versa. You want to start? I guess so. Um, for me, when him being less of a man, I was disappointed as a wife for sure. It's like, this is my husband. He's supposed to produce me children. Why can't we have a child? I was very, very angry. And at the time we had a, you know, huge marriage, got like followed all the rules of the Catholic faith, had this big wedding, but we weren't really following the faith mm. and we weren't really involved with God. And then I got very, very angry at God for not allowing me to have a child. And that anger came out towards him because he was the only one I could, you know, be angry at because in my opinion, it was all his fault. Like, wow. why couldn't we have kids? Yeah. And at first it was hard because you know, we're young and no one talked about it when we were younger about the challenges of getting married and having a family, what all that looked like. Everyone just had kids. It was like the next step. So when we couldn't have a child and, you know, John being raised in the Catholic faith, you never really admitted that anything was wrong with you. So getting him to go to a doctor or trying to address the issue outside of just our little house was hard. That was really hard, and that's when, you know, the anger really kind of started to fester, especially when family and friends around us were starting to have babies. And I thought, we have our stuff together. How come they can have a kid and I can't? It was, it was, I went through a very long stage of anger with the Lord. I was very angry. What about you, John? Yeah, and, you know, I was the one that had the issue. You said 40% of men. Well, I was one of those 40% of men. And um, Yeah, and the point of saying the 40% yeah. is that it's not uncommon. No, it's not uncommon at all. And so, you know, just because you have an issue does not mean there's, there's you know, there isn't hope for you and there isn't an opportunity for God to work in, in that time. And so I really want to make sure people understand that. Um, so, you know, because of that, I felt less than. I felt inadequate as a husband. I felt like, you know, God was punishing me for some reason. 
you know, I would do all of these things. And, and, you know, at that time, my faith was more of a work-based faith rather than, than, a, than a, you know, understanding that the work's already been done through the cross. And so, you know, all of these things, and I'm like, God, I'm doing all these things, and I feel like I'm being punished by you. And so there was anger there. Um, there was a, a, a feel of inadequacy and disappointing Sherry as my wife, because I know how bad she wanted to have children. I know that we wanted that together. And I also know how important that is for a woman in her, you know, 25, 26 years old. That's a time of their life where they're really feeling it. You know, they're feeling it from the outside pressures. They're feeling it because of their uh, design of their body. All of that plays into it. And I could not provide. So I felt extremely inadequate. And um, I just began to seek comfort in, in other things to fill that inadequacy. And I should have been going to God, but I wasn't, you know. And just, um, yeah, and just so it was a, it was a, it was a real um, wedge that had been come between the two of us. It sounds, so I'm thinking about your relationship with one another. Let's talk about that because if, um, you know, if you're, you, like you said, you're feeling Sherry, you're feeling kind of angry. Um, John, you're feeling the way you're feeling. What did this do to your relationship? How did it affect it? Um, and then also let's get to how did you overcome it? Yeah. Well, for a while, it was he was working in Marin County, so it made it really hard for us to have time together. And because of that, for a short time, I think we were looking elsewhere for someone to talk to, someone to hear us, some compassion from somebody. Um, I went to my girlfriends, you know, but I can't say in all honesty that I wasn't thinking, well, I'll just go sleep with someone on the street and get pregnant and then we'll be all good to go. (laughs) You know, it's like those, those things come across your mind because you're so desperate And I would go home and he'd be at work and he'd get home super late. So I'd just be laying in bed by myself, just my mind playing games on me of why I can't have a baby. What's what's wrong with us? And it's just it didn't have it. It, We didn't have the community we have now to go to and talk to, especially because at that time we were told we couldn't. We like it's not something we talked to our family about. That's our issue. And we had Did you both kind of grow up keeping things to yourself? Or did you, like, for example, I, my, Caitlin, my wife and I, um, we both grew up polar opposites where my family talked about everything and her family didn't really talk about everything. You know, if it's, if it, they're mad about something, they kind of just, you know, they'll avoid each other and then they never end up squashing the problem. Right. So did you both grow up in uh, the same way in that way? I grew up, <clears throat> I, I did not. I grew up in a way I grew, yeah, I grew up in, in the way that, um, you know, superficially it was talked about, but deep depth, there was no depth. And so anytime that you began to, you know, go deeper into the water, so to speak, um, the life jacket was thrown on and we came back up to the top. And so we never got to the issue. And so for me, it was difficult to was a good address analogy, by the, way. the issue. Thanks, man. You know, for me, God just put that on my heart. I just had that image, you know, and, and for me, it was like I was drowning and I did not know where to go. I did not know where to reach out for help. I, you know, and God's throwing the life preserver and my wife wanted to talk to me. Um, and I just wasn't able to reach up and catch it, man. You know, I just felt inadequate and I felt like, you know, I would disappoint. I was disappointing her and I was disappointing my family, my parents. I'm the oldest in my family. And, you know, in our family, Italian, Catholic, you have, you get married, you have kids, you know, and it wasn't happening. And so I just felt very, very inadequate. What did it do to your relationship with God? Well, like I said, for you, me... You said you were pretty angry. I was very angry, and we stopped going to church. We stopped doing everything at all involved. Well, one, because he was working, and so he wasn't going to church with me. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to go by myself. Like, I'm, why, why go? Like, what's God doing for me right now? Nothing. He's not helping my marriage. He's not helping me. 
you know, I'm not going to go. And I just, we, we just stopped going for a while, which was bad. I mean, obviously, but it also opened my eyes to where I didn't want to be anymore. It, it led me to Spring Hills, led me to, you know, Christianity versus Catholic church. So, um, it was, it was hard because when you ask the question about when you grew up, my mom is a very vocal person. She will just tell you how it is. And I learned how to do that from her. And I've kind of toned back a little bit, but it was hard for that conversation to come because I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to go to his parents. I wanted to go to my family. And, you know, I couldn't. I was squished. I was told, no, this is our issue. We don't need anyone to, you know, know what's going on in our life. So it was hard. Yeah, let's talk about the what because uh, five years is what you said you were trying to have a have a child for. So five years. Let's talk about uh, that five years at the end of it. How did it? How did you come out of it? Now you how, you obviously now you've got four kids. Um, yeah, two two which are teenagers, yeah. and we heard a lot about them yeah. in the last podcast. Yeah, but yeah, tell us uh, how did you overcome it? Let's talk about the other side of the cliff here. There's yeah, and there's two there's there's two sides of this too. There there is the overcoming the. Ability the to have side. Kid, the medical side, but then there's the repair, the mm-hmm. emotional repair, and the marriage repair, and that came second. Okay, let's start. Let's start yeah. with the medical side because uh, I think it's really important to tell about the marriage repair because that, that's what this is all about, and that's where the, the relationship with God came back into play. But so back to the medical side. So um, Sherry and I had considered, you know, we got to the point where like, okay, it became more of a task and less of a joy to have a child. And so we, we decided to talk about all options, you know, adoption, um, seeking a donor, surrogacy, all the different options that are out there for people that struggle with fertility. And none of those options are, are bad options. And none of those options are, are not God's will. I do want to put that out there also. Sometimes people get into the mindset of, well, if we just can't conceive, then we're doomed. And that's not where we need to be. And we realize that. So that was one aspect that God began to work in our life. And, and, you know, right or wrong, he was still doing it. Maybe we didn't get it at the time, but looking right. back, we do. So we started talking about all those options, and, and we ended up coming up with a, an option that worked best for us. Um, and, you know, it, we had medical intervention. It was expensive, um, but it worked. You know, God provided us a child. Um, and, you know, I really believe that God put it on our hearts to say, you know what, we need to stop complaining. We need to stop moaning. We need to stop questioning. We need to stop being divisive and come together and look to him and ask him and for him to show us what is going to work for us. And he put it on our hearts and and it worked, you know? Um, But following that, there was still a wedge between Sherry and I um, because we had to heal from all of the um, hurt and all of the struggle that we went through um, in the time that we we're leading up to, you Before know, you figuring go there, we should out. talk about the medical part Please of it. Please do. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> For medical reasons, um, obviously economics plays a whole huge role in it. We're 25, 26 years old, right? And we just starting our marriage. So there's no money there at yeah. all. Like we're in an apartment. He, there was no money. So we did look into IVF. We looked into all of those things. And IVF, as many people know, is extremely expensive. So that wasn't an option. So then we, you know, meeting with the doctors and talking to the doctors, okay, what's our next option? So we ended up doing two rounds of IUI, and I actually even got on to Clomid. But IUI is like an intrauterine insemination. So it's similar to IVF, but it's a lot less expensive. Mm-hmm. And in order to have Joey, we had to do that in a medical office. Got it. All right. Interesting. Yeah, see, I didn't yeah. even know about that. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. that there. That's good. 
So now also you um you shared that you've also I think I forget if it was you or no it was you Sherry um you shared about miscarriages as well because that it's not just that you couldn't get pregnant you also have experience with miscarriages right I had three and that was after Joey so I did a we did an IUI that one miscarried okay and then I went into the doctor and I had the prescription for the Clomid in my purse in case the second IUI didn't work but the second IUI which is Joey <laughs> that ended up working and so. Okay, uh, so yeah. is his name spelled J I U I? Is that <laughs> I'm just um, so? Okay, so we've got uh, you end up with miscarriages as well. Now the reason I ask about miscarriages is because um, that is what I my, I do have some experience with that. Just because we also had a miscarriage uh, with our first pregnancy, and that's a uh, a different kind of a different kind of uh, struggle, a different kind of challenge, just to to feel the loss of something. Um, something that was rather than something that hasn't been yet, you know, so it is a different feeling. So what, what, was there any difference with you or is it just, you're exhausted of all of this by that point? Well, it, like John was saying, it, it became a job. Yeah. And after a while when people realized, cause uh, you know, in that age, people are asking the question, well, when are you having a baby, yeah. when are you having a baby? So then the conversation did start coming up and that's when it got even harder because people, I mean, someone gave us a uh, fertility goddess to have by our bed, mm. you know, and people were giving us books to read and telling us, well, do this with this product or it was just some really crazy All things. the advice comes out. Yes. And it was some crazy advice. Like, where are you getting this from? But it wasn't not worth trying because we were that desperate. Mm-hmm. So looking back at it, I was like, I can't believe we did that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's so, oh, I completely forgot the question. But, oh, I was um, talking about miscarriages, the differences in the, the way that you dealt with that challenge. It, it was a loss. And it's like some people deal with it personally, internally, other people can talk about it. I went to, you know, my sister, I went to my girlfriends and, you know, that's kind of how I dealt with the emotion of the loss. And what do you think the lowest point was for you two as a couple now? Was it, was it once Joe, once you were pregnant with Joey, was it once he was born that you felt like you were starting to repair? What what was the timeline there? For me, it was when I finally would realize like, oh my gosh, I am pregnant. Like we are going to have a baby. We can actually do this. The doctor told us that more than likely Joey would be the only child we'd ever have. And that if we wanted any other children, that we'd have to have medical intervention. So just to have him, I was elated. And I was like, okay, I've got my baby. And now let's work on our marriage. The hardest part for me was not not trusting God enough, not trusting my relationship with my wife enough, and being tempted from somebody else. I'm going to be honest. You know, I, I was working in Marin County. and um, I had somebody that, you know, was drawing towards me and, and, and I was drawing towards them. And, and, you know, I would sit with God and say, you know, God, I know this isn't what you want, but I, I, I'm going to tell, I'm going to deny you right now, God, and I'm going to emotionally begin to get attached to this person. And, um, you know, that woke me up. God used that to wake me up. It didn't go anywhere, but that feeling and that understanding of how easy it was for me to go against everything that I, that I, that I trusted in growing up and in, in, in my relationship with the Lord could be thrown away just because I'm going through a rough patch in life. And so God really used that to convict me, to speak to my wife, to be open about my feelings, to let her know what was happening and to really um, say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, and I, 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 even though me not being able to provide Sherry with a child in the time that we wanted to, um, it was no excuse for me not to be the loving husband and love her in the sacrificial way that the Lord calls me to do. 
And I was wrong for that. So I had to apologize and repent with God, and I had to do it with my wife as well. And I think for me, that was the beginning of, of a huge transformation in my life um, and in, in, in our marriage. And, you know, it forced me to look at the way I look at life totally differently. I changed, you know, totally changed my career path, totally made God and my family number one in my life. And um, I'll never go back. But it was, uh, you know, God used that for me. Yeah. Did you, so this just came to my mind, just thinking about that situation. Um, and this can be, anybody can relate to this, not just people that have dealt with infertility, but was there any, uh, and maybe it was verbally between you two, maybe it wasn't at all scorekeeping of like, well, you, you're treating me like this, so I can treat you like this, or you did this, so I can do this. Was there any of that going on? Well, I think of course, just human nature does that to you, you know, where that's going to happen, especially when you're struggling and you're going through something, then it's just the angst starts to build up. But when John um, came to me about the fact that he, you know, had the opportunity and possibly was going to be stepping out of the marriage, that was a huge break in our marriage because he like he literally was like at on his knees at my lap in tears, like just opening up to me. And for him to be that raw and honest, it's like we finally had a breakthrough. Like we could actually actually refreshing and like, yeah, oh, like, well, let's do this. Yeah. And he like, he finally like broke that wall down and wasn't trying to hide something or be someone he wasn't. He was finally opening up and being honest with me and letting me know how much it was affecting him because mm. he wouldn't tell me that before. So when he came to me and was honest about that, it, that was, I mean, I remember the day, to a T. Yeah. So I, for me, that was a huge turnaround in our marriage because all, my husband was finally talking to me, finally opening up to me, finally being my partner. Yeah. Yeah. So finally your team instead of, of each of you dealing with it individually. Um, so we talked about the, the medical side and, and we're, we're into the, uh, the marriage side. So after you had Joey, you obviously, we've talked already that you've got, you've had a few more, a uh, few more kids and the one story that always stands out with me, and I made you tell it a few times now already, but we're going to do it again just because, um, is the the story of the twins and the way that that came about, the feeling that that was. Now, obviously, like we've said numerous times already, not everybody's story is going to end this way. Now, this is like, you know, you guys dealing with all this for five years, somebody might look at it and be like, well, yeah, but now look at you, you're happy, you've got four kids and all that stuff. But that doesn't change the fact that, no, that this was the struggle we were dealing with. And this is how we overcame it. But let's talk about also going back to um, when you found out you were pregnant with the twins um, and then where your marriage has uh, has become stronger because of this trial. Can I say something just real quick? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Just what you said is so is so huge. Times like these are an opportunity for us to see God working. Times mm-hmm. like these are an opportunity for us to understand how much he really loves us. And times like these are an opportunity for us to really know that we are going to be tested, that in this world we are going to have trouble, but we can take heart and know that our Lord and Savior overcame the world and that we can do anything through him. And his promise is not to always fix it for us. His promise isn't to always bring the results that we want, but his promise is to always be with us and never forsake us. And through this, that is what we've learned. And that is something that we're going to carry beyond this world and into eternity. And so my prayer is for anybody out there who is struggling with fertility, don't focus so much on the results, but please look at what God's doing. Look at what God's doing in the bigger picture, in the bigger scheme of things. Down here is temporary, and with him it's eternal. And just please focus on that. I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, and no matter your struggle, no matter too, your even struggle. if it's, you know, if yeah, you're listening anything. to this and this you know, doesn't relate to yes. you at all as far as the type of trial, everybody's going to go through their trials. And yeah, just, I just— we, We've mentioned this now. I've done these, you know, marriage mentor podcasts. This is like the four or five uh, marriage topic that we've talked about, and— 
uh, every single time, the common theme, yeah. which should be, is keep God at the center of it. Have Give to. it to God. Surrender it to God. Uh, because if you don't, what you, you're not going to be able to make it through it. Like you, you can't handle it on your own. Like it's not going to happen. God's going to be the one to carry you through it. So, well, um, and before yeah. we go to the twins in that regard, when we found out we were pregnant with Joey or Jordan, I took four pregnancy tests. Because I did not believe that I could be pregnant. Because you thought Joey was going to be your only one. He was the only one. And then for me not to, you know, have my cycle or what have you and realize, like, why am I not, you know. And then I literally, four different tests, four different stores, because that store had all bad tests. Those tests were not valid or whatever. It took a lot. And then that for me was like, wow, like, okay, God wants us to have a family now. Because how in the world would this have happened otherwise? Mm -hmm. Because Jordan came around. I was... Joey was 18 months when I got pregnant with Jordan. And then they're, so they're two years apart. But that, I mean, literally, I did not believe I was pregnant with him. Yeah. And so. so then the twins. And then the twins. Yep. Four years later. Four years later, the twins. And now yeah. you have the story, obviously. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and, and I've had the, the, I mean, I've had the blessing of sharing the gospel with thousands of children over the last 12 years in ministry. I never would have done that had I not had to struggle. Yeah. I mean, just. It blows me away. Twins. All right, we'll get to the twins. Sorry, no, they, Garrett. Good tangent. Yeah, it, just blow, it just blows me away. I mean, he, God is so good. He's so good. Um, and I'm not saying that because we have children. I'm just saying that because of the work that he's done. I mean, he, I am grateful that we have children. Believe me, he's good because of that, but he's good for the struggle, too. He's good for so much. You know, there's so much. I just can't say it enough. Yep. Um, as far as our story with the kids go, the twins. Um, so you had, uh, Sherry had two miscarriages while we were trying to have our third child. And so we had Joey, we had Jordan and we were having, well, well, we're doing good. Let's have one more. And, um, so two miscarriages and then she became pregnant a third time. And because Sherry had had C-section with, um, Joey and Jordan, we, they're very, you know, hypersensitive as far as monitoring you have to get early ultrasounds and all that. So we went for an early plus ultrasound. I was older. Plus you were older and well, I'll let you say that. <laughs> yeah. so, Call. <laughs> I'm never going to say that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we went in and Joey and Jordan were with us. And Joey was, let's see, the twins are 11. So Joey was like six years old. And we're standing there for the ultrasound. And the gal puts the, you know, the, the monitor on Sherry's belly and she's going through it. And then, you know, you can see a, a little heartbeat. You can hear the heartbeat. You were distracted with Jordan. Yeah. And then there's, Joey and I were yeah. looking in. And then there's a, a, another heartbeat. And I look over and, um, and I look at the lady and the lady's like, she smiles and I smile. And I'm like, you're going to tell my wife or something like that. You're no? telling it all wrong. Oh, say boy. Oh, boy. So we were in the room and the doctor was there. Joey was like to the, to my left and John and Jordan oh, so were on the right. She's got, oh. And Jordan, John was busy with Jordan doing something and Joey's talking to me. I'm looking at him, but he looked at the monitor before I did. And at that time was when John looked at the doctor and did what he said okay. he did. But Joey said at first, Joey looked at me and he's like, we got our babies back. Mm. And I'm just like, what? And I turn and look at the monitor and John's like, oh my gosh. And the doctor's You're like, like, oh honey, the two heartbeats are mine and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, where I got confused. See, I thought I saw them too. And then Joey said that, but he said it before me. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with so you. So just okay, your timeline cool. was a little off. That's all right. Fine. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Well, I just remember him saying that. And for like, <laughs> oh, at the so time special. he was five, because yeah. when they were born, he turned six. Um, For a five-year-old to say that, it was like, that was really powerful yeah. for Joey. I mean, where did that come from? 
Yeah. You know, we had just been at Spring Hills for a very short time at that point when, well, I guess maybe two and a half years we'd been. So he had just that. I mean, he was five years old. Yeah. For a five-year-old to say God gave us our babies back was, yeah. Well, I, I, do, I do love that story. All of us break down. Even I think the, the gal, the ultrasound tech was like It was a doctor, yeah, the yeah. actual doctor. doctor. How do you yeah. not with I know, that? Like a like, five-year-old wow. saying that yeah. and like, yeah, how do you not? Well, let's, uh, as we wrap up here, um, let's just spend a couple minutes here just to make sure we're we're encouraging people. That might be, We've already yeah. done this, but let's do it a little bit more. So if someone's going through this, um, do you recommend talking with our marriage mentor, Stephen Ministry, counseling? What do you recommend? All of the above. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think there's enough help. You know, don't ever get in the mindset like I was where you, you're going to navigate this yourself because you, you can't. And we have to understand. There's no shame in asking no. for help and get and and getting help. Absolutely not, because then what happens is you you start to seek resources that God doesn't want you seeking, you know. And ultimately, first and foremost, we want to seek Him. But trust that you know He's put people in our lives. There's there's you know family therapists. There's counseling. There's your church body. There's your brothers and sisters in Christ. There's your family. We here at Spring Hills do offer marriage mentoring for couples who are going through struggle and fertility is one of them. We offer um, Stephen ministry where we place men with men, women with women, one-on-one ministry to walk alongside those that are struggling to, to listen, to prayer, to pray with, to provide care, to be a great sounding board for someone to be uh, speaking the truth and love and really listening and loving on you. And so um, it's okay. You know, it's okay to reach out. We're here for you. You know, just reach out to the church and um, we'd be glad to walk alongside you. Awesome. Anything else? You want to add, Sherry? Just reach out to your girlfriends. Girlfriends and, you know, like that was huge. Just having your, you know, your village of people. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. I tried reaching out to a girlfriend at work one time when I realized that they were going through fertility. And it was hard because hers was definitely more challenging than mine. And I had to show a lot of empathy and just because she was so angry, just like I was. So she didn't want to hear what I had to say because my struggle was different than hers. And it really wasn't. But in her mind with her going through it at the time, because I already had Joey and Jordan, it was a very different for her. Yeah. And I just had Some, to. And sometimes they just need someone to listen. Yeah. And I just had to, you know, take the verbal abuse because at the time she was hurting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes we just have to do that for people. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. I know this is kind of this is a sensitive topic this isn't something that's always easy to talk about with this kind of stuff so i appreciate you guys sharing your story encouraging people uh we are going to be doing more marriage episodes uh we've got like last week we've got um andrea and brett came in and talked about being families of law enforcement and then uh, we've also got coming up balancing work and and family just things like that um addiction i've got a couple different ones on the uh, the schedule here to record. So there's going to be a lot of good ones for, great, for a lot Garrett. of different things. So uh, thank you both for, for being here. We are going to be having thank church you. like uh, like normal uh, with the, uh, <laughs> there was, we are recording this on the day that the, the press Democrat article came out. So yes, it did. Um, that was a lot of, a lot of talking about that today, but we are going to keep having church. Um, that's not going to stop. So we'll be here uh, same, same times and everything. So don't miss out on it. Uh, I don't know exactly the air date of this, but this'll, this'll come on and I guarantee you we're having church. So don't miss out on it. Um, all right. Thank you everybody. Again, thank if you, you were listening to this and you want to watch it, it's on going to be, it'll be on the YouTube channel too, in our brand new, uh, podcast studio. It is, uh, uh, yeah, eleven hundred uh, seats can fit. Grandiose. In our podcast studio. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm glad no one's here right now. <laughs> yeah, this will be. It'll be really cool. We're actually my plan to do uh, some more. Ep- we'll, we'll do more episodes out here, but I also want to do some live streams. Oh, dude, I think it'd be great. Um, some yeah. more fun things with Brett because everybody loves listening. Oh to yeah, it. we'll get Brett and Garrett Ward's always fun to have on here. Too, Excellent. So we'll do that. But thank you guys for being here. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you, Garrett. Appreciate it.